If you are listening to this episode before Monday, July 4th, then we would love to remind you that you can hop into our Master Tractor Bootcamp. This is our free week that we're offering from Monday, July 4th to Friday, July 8th. Every single day we are showing up and bringing you content all around confidence and clarity to impact you as a business owner and yourself as an individual, whether you own a business or not. These calls will be taking place every day on Zoom, 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. PST. And the great thing is, is that if you can't make the whole week or you can't make some of the days, but you can others, when you sign up, and enroll with your email address, you will get all of the Zoom links sent to you and the replays the following day. We'll have an incredible workbook for you and you'll be able to connect with and meet other inspiring individuals from all over the globe. So I really hope that you come check it out. You can head on over to www.mylinepurpose.com slash master attractor bootcamp or just head to our website, mylinepurpose.com and you'll see the links there. This is a free offering for anybody who is looking to up-level their confidence in their lives and then therefore in their business as well. See you there. Welcome to My Line Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan. I'm what you would call a lover of connection, deep conversations, business growth, mindset reprogramming, NLP techniques, and definitely so much more. I am co-CEO of My Line Purpose along with Kayla Plecki. Together, Kayla and I have a coaching and learning company for women entrepreneurs. Inside of our community, our courses, and our coaching masterminds, we transform women using our systems and soul process. I know that all of my past experiences have added up from being a high school teacher, world traveler, yoga instructor, and best-selling author, and they've all led me here talking to you. I want to share about living an aligned and purposeful life by building a profitable and purpose-driven business or two. I believe that all businesses can be built and sustained by having aligned systems in place and a soul-driven mission. I'm here to inspire you, make you laugh, and leave you feeling connected with these conversations. You can pop this podcast in while driving to the grocery store, getting ready for your day, or winding down in the evening. I'm here to give you weekly personal development, equip you with tools and some magic so that you can live your best life. Because after all, how you live your days is how you live your life. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at MyAlignPurpose and be sure to check out our free resources and community events at MyAlignPurpose.com. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this community. Now let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on My Line Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole McClellan, and today I'm so excited to be talking to Tessa McLaughlin. Tessa also uh, resides here in Victoria, British Columbia, or at least I think she does, unless she's commuting <laughs> to her workspace every day. And I really admire Tessa the past few years as I've personally stepped into entrepreneurship and really just started to get connected with other entrepreneurs and especially women in business business in the community. Uh, I seen had seen Tessa's name pop up here and there. And then I had a friend a few years ago who was starting her own entrepreneurial journey. And she said, Hey, I'm going to go work out of this space. I'd never heard of a co-working space in my life. And she said, I'm going to go work at this co-working space. And at the time it was on Fort street and I went with her and I thought, wow, this is so cool. And I don't know, Tessa, I'll, I'll bring you in here in a moment. And I don't know if you remember this, but I met you that day and Um, I just thought the space was incredible. And then, and then 
the new space opened up and I was like, who is this woman? What is she doing? Like this is next level, the, the quench co-working space here in Victoria. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Really been, have been admiring like what you're building and how you're known and uh, the way in which you interact with people, like even, um, you know, myself included. And just, I, I know that you've got a great reputation. I think that speaks volumes. So thank you for being here today. I'd love for you to come on, tell us what's something you're grateful for today and a little bit of a backstory about how you got to be here in this stage of your life. Well, thank you. That was a lovely intro. And I do remember you coming out with very good with faces. And, and uh, so whenever I see your little reels on Instagram, I'm always like, oh, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Um, okay, what am I grateful for? I am like, kind of laugh at myself daily at how great, like it's making me laugh now because I'm constantly grateful. Like mm. throughout the day, I don't know how many times I do like a little look up into the sky or I just go, mm -hmm, yep, yep. You know, whether it's snuggling on the couch with my kids or my kids say something that's a little bit rude or cheeky, but I still go, oh, Thanks, universe. <laughs> you know, um, but lately I've started to doing, and my kids oh, think I'm a little bit bonkers too. But I really love it. So when we go for hikes, um, every time I just see one of those big, beautiful Douglas firs, you know, and they're just so magical. And you know, someone will be talking to me, but I just look at the tree and I go, "I see you." Yeah, uh, my my daughter's talking to me, but don't worry. I see you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's such a, anyway, I, I really love, um, doing that because yeah, the gratefulness is ridiculous. How mm -hmm. great. I mean, our weather today, summer came directly on summer <laughs> for Victoria. So thankfully, I'm for that. <laughs> I, I was like, tick, tick, tick. Um, so yeah, I'm internally grateful and you want to know a little bit about that, my story and, and yeah I, yeah what got you to be here what, like how did quench come to be a thing how did you get to this stage of life what like yeah what's your story yeah yeah so um you know for me it kind of started to I mean obviously there's lots of backstory of things that I'd done um prior to 2012 and in 2012 um, my marriage ended incredibly suddenly. Um, uh, was completely blindsided. I had two little kids um, that were three and five, and I decided to move to Victoria from Squamish, from the Sea to Sky corridor, um, mm. with them. And so, when I was here, you know, I was still in a state of shock. Um, I was financially absolutely strapped. Um, I had two little kids. Work was very hard to find in terms of like what I could do that balanced two kids that were also in incredible pain and shock. Mm. And so I, um, I started trying to do all these things that would make uh, that I knew facilitated happiness. Like I knew that staying um, sort of, keeping my knowledge going so keep keeping learning keeping and um, staying abreast of staying curious was something so I was, would take courses here and I'd get involved with classes there and, and then obviously you know staying fit and staying um, healthy so eating here and making sure I was doing yoga and working out at the gym going for swims and then 
you know, then it was like, okay, then I started producing a festival called Thinklandia um, that I'd pitched to Rifflandia. And so I didn't really have a place to work. So I'd go to coffee shops to meet people and, and do all this stuff. And at one point I was just like, oh my God, like so frustrated that all of this running around that mm. was I was trying to doing to keep myself happy was actually making me less happy because it was just contributing to my busyness. Right. And yeah. And so it was at that point, I was like, why isn't this all in one place? Like, why doesn't this exist in one place? And I, I don't know, a little while later, I was like, oh, well, well that's time. I was like, well, I'm going to build it. I'm going to build something like this. Cause I am not the only person, I am not unique enough that this is only me experiencing this. Um, and so I thought I'm going to build it, but I didn't quite know what it would be or what it would look like. And I went over to Vancouver and visited a friend who was part of this club called the Arbutus Club. And I did not grow up with private clubs in my life. So mm -hmm. this was new to me. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to build, but I want to build it for creatives and for just for entrepreneurs and, and artists and people really wanting more in their life. Um, and so that's kind of what spurred it on. Wow. And the evolution, you know, it was my friend Rachel at the time was working at your space on Fort Street and I went there with her and I was wowed by that space. And then I remember hearing that, you know, Quench was moving and, and becoming bigger and better. And it was actually uh, right before the pandemic, February of 2020, uh, a previous woman who I worked with at the time, I was a, an associate coach in her company. She was a panel speaker at an event at Quench. And so she invited me to go there. It was her and three other speakers. And I remember walking in and thinking, this is the coolest fucking place in Victoria. Like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I want to be in there. And, you know, as a new entrepreneur, I was like, mm, like, how do I make this work financially? And, but, mm -hmm. and then the pandemic happened and then, you know, everybody's, you know, as you know, yeah. yep. and then as things start to open back up and our own business was getting busier and busier and busier. I was like, get me out of this damn house and park me anywhere. Yeah, right. And yeah. coming to Quench felt like such a saving grace and to start to be able to connect with other people. And yeah, I would love for you to just share a little bit about, you know, how is it that you've created this space where the energy is, mm -hmm. it's so good. I know, right? That's our secret source. And I don't know what the secret is. <laughs> That's the crazy part. I think, you know, honestly, the biggest compliment that people pay, because when they come in, like yesterday, we had an event in here and this woman was just standing there and she's at the stairs as you come up and she's like, I have never experienced an energy. She's like this, I hate saying vibe, but there's an energy in this place that is so amazing. Mm. Um, and I think I've really had to think about that a lot because it is the thing that makes us different. Absolutely yeah. is. And um, even looking for investors, it's really hard to find investors um, from out of town because they need to come and feel it. Cause I just go, Oh, like you're a WeWork or you're a Soho house or you're in my house. And, and I go, no, you, you, you got to come in. 
it's, mm-hmm. it's totally different. Um, so how do we create that energy? Well, I think that we set a tone. So, and I think that tone obviously stems from me mm-hmm. um, and my want to have a safe and inclusive space for people. Um, so that means making sure that um, there's no tolerance for certain behavior um, mm. and then a real encouragement for people in, encouraging people to learn and be curious and and understand and you know that curiosity is a huge one for me because it's like you know the more curious we are the less judgmental we become and the more open to outside ideas and mm. I know it's a catch word right now but it's a really good good way to live your life is just to oh I wonder what's going on for that person or wonder what that means or mm-hmm. you know so we try to do that and and um I think that it's worked to date <laughs> yeah, and when we I, expand it'll be interesting to see if it still works mm, and is that a is that the current plan to expand yeah we're currently we're furiously looking for a location in Vancouver um and we've got a lot of interest from Vancouver which is so great mm. um and that's that's really exciting but um yeah so it's like when we expand what what will that look like how will we keep that culture of of being a safe and inclusive space and and fun I mean you've been here we don't take ourselves too seriously like um yeah I'm a big fan of Soho House I love Soho House and I love Noy House and um and I always say where we have a similar offering, but we we bring it down a notch where we don't make it that you have to be, you have to be in the recording industry, you have to be in the film industry, or you have to, you know, mm-hmm. we make it a little, we're a little more approachable. Yeah, agreed. And I do like the inclusivity piece and and diversity, like all of that shows. Like it's one thing I think when a company or a brand states that they're inclusive but then you walk into your space and there are many different types of people it's not all you know um the average like white woman with blonde hair or the yeah or the older white man like it's there's diversity and I love going into the bathrooms and seeing all the terminology for like how to be inclusive with gender with sexuality like all yeah. that, that languaging is there because I think sometimes, and, you know, I used to teach high school and junior high. And so oh. I, this, the, yeah. well done. Well done. Oh, thank you. And I think sometimes like, um, the ignorance comes from a place of not understanding. And so it, you know, of like, well, I like, I don't know what that means. I'm not trying to be hurtful or mean, but you remove that by sharing terminology and just like, yeah, the, the events and things that you put on. So I think that that is, um, really admirable. I'd love for, because the majority of the people who listen to this podcast, so the statistics show are, you know, (laughs) women third in from their thirties to their fifties, like early thirties to late fifties. And I would gather from our audience, a lot of them are entrepreneurial in spirit. And what advice do you have for women listening who are starting a business or currently in their business or are wanting to step out and create something. Um, and they're, they're scared. Like, 
yeah, you've created this thing. What would you say to somebody else? Yeah, I'm always nervous with advice just because I'm like, obviously, I've what I've experienced on my journey is going to be very different to what someone else experiences on their journey. Um, but I can only speak to the things that have resonated with me and have, have worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that one is the risk taking. Um, I'm always, I mean, you know what it's like in here. People are always like, oh, I, I don't know. I've got this idea, but I don't want to leave my cushy job to, to, to pursue this idea. So I'll just do it off the side of my table. And, but, you know, look, when, when I did it, I lost everything financially in my divorce. So um, I didn't have that to lose. Mm. Uh, and I kind of was like, well, it might fail, um, but, if I don't try, I'll, I'll never know. And one of my neighbors said to me, you know what, Tessa, this has been on your mind for so long. He's like, let's face it. You'll always regret it if you don't try, but you never will, never will regret it if you, if you do try. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like, he's yes, you won't regret it. And that really sang to me. It's like, yeah, let, let's just give it a go. Um, so I'd say do that, like definitely give things a go. Um, for me, like having the passion behind it like I just like I always um, refer to um Elizabeth Gilbert's book Big Magic Mm, um have you read that yeah yeah. and and when I read that part and she talks about um when an idea comes in if you don't grab it you don't do it it'll go off and my background is a musician and there's been many times in my life when I've I've worked on a song and and then I've I've parked it and then a year or two later, you hear something, you go, oh my God, there's, there it is. Like, and mm-hmm. it's not that someone stole it. It's just like, there's some the idea went to them. The idea went. And so that really resonated with me when I read that. And it like, I just, the idea of quench would not go away. And even though I just couldn't explain it to people well enough and I couldn't like, I'm, you know, when we were in Fort street, I'm sure I explained to you what I was building here at mm. store street but it wasn't until people came in the building that they went oh my god I had no idea you were building this and I thought god didn't I explain myself well enough <laughs> um but it was just because it was in my head so yeah. believe in yourself um meditation has been absolutely imperative for me um mm-hmm. it it gets you through well it has gotten me through some incredibly stressful times and most of those times I didn't realize I was so stressed at the time it's only now that I'm out of it I'm like holy crap how did I survive that um so meditation visualization um and getting the right people behind you too I think you know my biggest learnings of the business is I hired an accountant well before I needed an accountant. But paying that money for that first year when I really couldn't afford it saved me money in once I had to go for loans or investment um, tenfold. So that was a big thing. Finding an HR person has been incredibly helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Um, We have um, both our accountants and our HR uh, contract um, on retainers. And just to make sure that you're set up correctly in the first place um, saves you so much money and, and headache mm, down, the, yeah. down the road. I couldn't agree yeah, more. Yeah, you found that? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, right away before we were even anything, we were like, okay, we're going to have an accountant, a bookkeeper, a lawyer, um, just like the yeah. basics, um, you know, and like what, what legal things are they taking care of? We don't know, but just to be sure. And then, you know, and then as we grow and then it's okay, we're going to get incorporated. Okay. Now we need the lawyer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's those, those things do add up and I like, and I do believe the number one thing, and you said it is the belief. Like we, oh, we yeah. can believe that we can do something or we can believe that we can't do it and, and we'll prove ourselves right either way. Yeah. Right. And also like that, um, I don't know, I'm sure you've had this Nicole, where you go, am I being too stubborn now? Like where, when do I say, okay, that's enough, mm. you know, or when do I like, I have this story that I often tell with, um, when I signed the lease for this building. So when I found this building, it was an attic. I approached um, the, the landlord and said, I've got an idea for your attic that's been sitting as an attic, a vacant attic for, for 130 years. Um, and so we started building this vision of what I had. And, and so then it got to the point where once it was built, I had to sign a lease. So before that um, time, I had signed uh, LOI, which is a letter of intent. So it was all being done to to what I said but but then it got to the point where okay now you need to sign the 10-year lease mm -hmm. and um when it I had a something in the LOI that said if I have not found the investment by that point which was you know I needed about 1.3 million dollars um but if I have not found that money I can pull out mm. and so I did not I had not found that money mm. um and I had been trying so so hard and so if you've got lots of women here um I think it's it's we need to acknowledge it is way harder for women to find money it's not a thought a feeling it just is a fact yeah and I think as we get more women investing as we get more women in power we can make that easier for us but that would be my thing it is going to be hard we kind of just have to suck it up and and move forward with it um, so I recommend doing that. <laughs> um, but then anyway, so it came time to signing this lease and, um, and everyone was like, my lawyer, my parents, my um, realtor was just like, don't sign the lease. Like, and they were so heartbroken. They were like, you mm -hmm. tried so hard. You cannot sign that lease, you know? And so I went to bed that night and I was just like, okay, universe, like in my bed chatting out loud. Okay. You've got me this far. And I really don't think that you've, that you've got me this far to have me turn back now. Mm -hmm. So if you don't give me a sign tomorrow, then I'm going to sign that lease. But you need to give me a sign if you don't want me to sign it. So I got up that morning. I'm looking around for that, that sign. I didn't get a sign. So I signed. <laughs> I didn't get a sign, so I signed. <laughs> yes. So I signed the lease. And, you know, it's that. Doing those scary things and just like having to believe, like I just had to believe. I was like, you know what? I just got, I just got to, got to believe that something will be coming, and yeah. and sure enough, it did. Yeah, but you know, it was like four weeks, five weeks later, but it, it came. Yeah, and it's like, like you said, I I do believe. Like, yes, there is that concept of like two steps forward, one step back, but I don't believe that we're like guided to the precipice of our dreams. And then 
and like we're all in and then the universe source god whatever we want to call it is like mm, yeah no no you're yeah, not you're right. not working for it quite hard enough it's like no you've, yeah. you've been doing it i love that you ask right like that that's how i oh, am yeah. it's like yeah i always joke around and i say okay if you are not meditating meditating for me is like the answer of the call of source so i'm like um, hello, uh, hi, this is what I would really like. And in order to wait for that answer, you have to get meditation. Otherwise you're just bopping around all day. Yeah. Right. And where do you hear the answer, but you have to get still. It's so true. And I mean, even just to calm the mind, calm the body, do the breath work. Like it's, it's so important. I, I love that you say source. So I had this spooky story. Can I tell you a spooky story? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. So I, one morning I was meditating and you know, you know what it's like. Sometimes things are not going the way you, you plan. And, and I always think that, um, what is it? The grand Magnolia hotel. What is it? The great Magnolia hotel movie. And he says, it'll all work out in the end. And if it's not working out, it's not the end, Mm. you know? And so I was like, okay, well, mate, I just got to keep going. Maybe it's not going to happen. Anyway, I said in my meditation and I wrote it down in my little journal. Okay. You know, just, let me know, give me a sign. Or let me know that I'm connected to source uh, and then I'll keep going as I'm going. I'm not going to stress about where I'm at. I'm just, as long as I'm connected to source. Anyway, this, um, this man came into Quentin. He came up the stairs um, and there's an older Indian man, um, East Indian. And he came in and I, I saw him sort of looking around and I said, hi, come on in. And he's like, Oh, I'm just looking. And I said, Oh, um, he said, I used to work in a building like this for BC for British Rail um, in India. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is an old British Rail building. This is what this building was. And he's like, oh, yes, yes, I can tell. He said, I can tell you've got, this is where the smokestacks were. This is where, and I said, well, come and have a look. Let me show you around because I want to show you what we've done to it. And he's like, oh, well, I can see from here. And he's just looking and so lovely. And, And then I said, and he said, well, I've got to go. My wife's at Value Village. So I, you know, I'm, I need to, need to go. And I said, okay, well, feel free to bring her back and, and have a look around. I imagine it'll be really interesting for you. And he said, yes, yes. Well, maybe, maybe I'll bring her back. And, you know, I'm a, I'm actually um, a yoga and a spiritual teacher. And, and then he looks directly at me and he says, I often teach people, I let people know when they're connected to source. I teach people about when they're connected to source right at me. And I'm just like, I was like, oh, that was really good. And it was so crazy. And so then when he left, um, I just sort of gave him this smile like, yeah, okay, you, you know. And, uh, and then I told my team and we were all like, what? And so, of course, I went back in my journal that night and, and have the two incidents. It's like the asking and the, and the message. So I was like, there it is. I mean, they're not often that obvious, but that was so cool. Yeah. It's like, sometimes, you know, like maybe not that obvious, but your direct ask was, was a request was show me. (laughs) Yeah. Just (laughs) let me know. Yeah. Just let me know. And, And that's what you got. It, you know, I love, I read all the time. And one of my favorite books that I could listen to on repeat and read on repeat is Ask and It Is Given. Oh, I'll write that down. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Esther and Jerry Hicks and, uh, and like channeling Abraham Hicks. And the whole yeah. concept is, is it's a three-step process. We ask, that's our responsibility. So ask, um, and 
it's given is like, or ask, believe, receive sort of thing. But basically the whole thing is like, we ask that's our responsibility. It's on its way. That's not our responsibility. Like that's source creator, whatever we want to call it universe. And then it's our responsibility to receive. And often we cut ourselves off from the receiving because we're impatient of, well, it hasn't shown up yet. So I don't believe it's coming. So the ask, believe, receive, well, we, we lose it on the receiving end. We, you know, don't get the sign because they, they cut themselves off when it's like, it's on its way. We have to trust that that's not our responsibility. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. What's that story about the, the guy who, you know, he, he's in a flood and um, he's on the top of his roof and And he he said, please God come save me. Mm -hmm. So this person comes along in a boat and he says, no, 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 no. God's coming to save me. And a person comes in the helicopter. No, no, no. God's coming to save me. Sends them away. And then, of course, then he dies and goes to heaven. And he's like, what, God, you didn't save me. He's like, what do you mean? I sent you a boat. I sent the guy in the boat and the <laughs> helicopter. So I think you're right. It's like, and I often, so I often find that I never ask for, oh, please, can I win the million dollars? Or please, can you give me this investor at this time? I'm just like, here's, you know, give me a sign that I'm on, I keep, I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. Just show me that I'm on the right path. And so, um, yeah. Anyway, well, we went a little bit spiritual then. Yeah. I, that's, <laughs> that's, I, I'm known to go that way. <laughs> it's um, good. It's yeah. Keeps you sane. Absolutely. So Tessa, another thing that I would love to just get a little bit of insight in, and maybe for the people who are listening, who, um, know you because they're local, they've been in quench or they just know you from around. I'm sure that I'm not the first person to notice this and and bring it to your attention, but you have such amazing style always your outfits, your jewelry, your aesthetic. It's always all like vibrant and um, yeah. And like, just really eye catchy. And I love to know, like, have you always been this way? Like really into like accessories and clothes and like having a statement or is this something that, you know, if, became part of your identity as you became the identity of somebody who owns this business or where, when did this all come to be? I've never ever thought of that. And I'd love, I'm going to show this recording to my 15 year old daughter and my son, because I don't think they're like, Oh, I remember when I went to my daughter's middle school graduation, she's like, mom, could you just wear a black dress like the normal parents? No. Like, I was like, okay, let me try and find a black dress. Um, or mom, don't wear those shoes to pick me up. Or, you know, it's uh, it's pretty funny. But I just dress how I like to dress, I think. I know, you know, we all go through our stages. Like when I was in my 20s and I lived in the Kootenays, I was a total hippie with, you know, dyed my hair red and had red dreadlocks. So, oh, wow. Um, definitely a stage that I don't look back on <laughs> too much you know you look back and go oh yeah well if you can't laugh at yourself when you were 20 mm-hmm. you know hundred <laughs> um, percent. but you know I think you know the style thing for me so when and this is probably a little tangent from it but I've always um my siblings and I have always dressed quite um freely mm-hmm. um but, you know, that was definitely something when the marriage ended and I was financially strapped um, that was really difficult um, because I 
didn't have the money. I see I had two kids. And so any money, spare money went to my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I had a couple of friends who would always give me their clothes. And even though they weren't exactly my style, they were so good that it would, I could go to job interviews or I could to show up to things. So I kind of like now being able to, you know, we're right across the road from Value Village here. So it's really nice to go over and when you have, you know, when you have those really good days at Value Village and you mm. like find five great dresses or sometimes you go, oh, you don't find anything. Yeah. Or, yeah. You're yeah. just, I, so, I always admire like your, it's like a statement look. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love being able to like come in different. Like everyone's like, you know, I've got my days and I come in with my ball cap and my, my little, like look a little bit more, I don't know, streetwear. And then sometimes mm. I come in my little fifties dresses and it is fun. It's really fun. And I, you know what I love, and you probably noticed being in here, I love seeing that it makes other people wear, you know, it, it frees yeah. people up to be like, oh yeah, I will wear that today. So hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And I think that comes back to the energy piece of like walking right. into a space. And if something energetically feels kind of like suffocating or yeah, just like where we can't like take that deep stifled. exhale, that breath stifled. It's like, well, then we're also not going to ourselves like show up and represent how, how right. we are, and who we are and how we be. And then that, you know, our confidence is reflected then internally and in how we appear externally. And so it's like, it's this ripple effect. And it's like, I'm going to go to quench today. And I'm going to put on my fun outfit and I'm going to sit on the comfy yellow couches and I'm going to yeah. take some nice big exhales and meet lots of fun people and have drinks from the drinks on tap and endless coffee. Yeah. And, um, and don't you love the people you meet here? Like, yes, that's my favorite part of the job is like just overhearing little conversations when someone who is, you know, someone who's a screenwriter starts talking to someone who's in Bitcoin, carbo, carbon, I don't know what those guys do, but anyway. <laughs> but like you hear these conversations and you know that, that that conversation would not happen so organically out in the world or mm -hmm. even in a normal workplace because you're surrounding yourself with people that you, you know and people in your industry, whereas here it's like, life coaches and yes yeah, screenwriters and um web you know developers act, web developers act developers interior designers architects um people who work for dropbox people who work for netflix people who you're like it's so cool yeah it's it so cool it's it is so so cool kayla and i were actually just talking the other day about um a friend of ours who just released a book and she's already a, a New York times bestseller and she just released her newest book and she's in Chicago. And so she's starting her tour and heading to New York. And, um, yeah, we're just like, we're so proud of her and so cool to know her. And we're going to have a little chat with her and we're just like loving how she's getting back into live person events. We were like, okay. Cause our business was built in the pandemic and right. we started uh, the end of May, early June, 2020. So we've just crossed over two years of having this particular business. And we're like, okay, what would it look? thank you. <laughs> we're thinking like, what would it look like to have an in-person event? And we were like, well, obviously it would have to be quench. Where else in the city would you host an event? Nowhere Absolutely. else would be better. 
Yeah. It's pretty fun place. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Definitely. I would love the book launches. Like next week, we've got a drag show tomorrow. We've oh, got, fun. you know, next next week we have, um, we have these things, conversations at Quench where we, um, where I sort of moderate just these conversations like we would normally have a quench, but we make it open to the public. And so we've got a lot of um, elite athletes and Olympic athletes in quench and females. And so this conversation of what it's like for women in sports. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got a conversation with them next week. So, yeah, I mean, it's so nice having events come back in person. So yeah. nice. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um Okay. So there's two questions that I ask everybody that I have on the show. And so our business is my aligned purpose. So really coming into alignment, whatever that means for each individual with their purpose. And so for you, what do you believe is your purpose right now in this season of life? Cause I think our purpose changes as we evolve as humans. You know, if I had have asked 20 yeah. year old Tessa versus asking you now, I'm sure it would change. So what is, what do you believe is your purpose right now? Okay, so I heard something the other day that was talking about what you're, what you are about and what drives you and how by being that brings it out in others. And I, on it, like Quench is an acronym for um, knowledge, wellness, experiences, novelty, curiosity, and connection, bring health and happiness. It's all about happiness for me because I truly believe the more connected and happy we are as individuals, the, the stronger our communities are and our networks are and then mm. our society so for me my, I realize I think my purpose without it being like I don't like go out every day being like okay how am I going to do this because <laughs> I hopefully just radiate it which yeah. is joy I just want how do I show people how joyful they are how do I help raise them up how do I help you know make them experience joy that's uh you know I had one of my members said yesterday you know Tessa I was just thinking if I were bipolar <laughs> if ever I was in a in my downtime of being bipolar all I'd want to do is hang out with you and then I'd always stay in the high phase and I was like that is the loveliest compliment thank you and it truly is yeah it wasn't it lovely so um, that would be my thing is I hope that I can show people how much joy and, and love and they are mm. and how worthy they are. I hope they show people they belong and that they're seen like those trees that I go, oh, see you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you do that very naturally. And I think that is when people are like truly connected to their purpose. Like you said, it's not like it doesn't have to try and be a doing it's a being. No, it's just a being. Yeah, mm. Absolutely. Yeah, good question. And then um, how do you know when you're in alignment with that purpose? Because, you know, maybe you have a day, some days where you wake up and you're like, "Ugh, I just don't want to get out of bed today. So how do you, when, yeah. when it's not those days, how are, how do you know? Like, I am joy. It's, is it like in the receiving of those compliments? I am me. What, what happens to me externally can only affect me if I let it, mm -hmm. you know? So, um it has to come from me. It doesn't come externally for me at all. Um, and obviously I love it when people come in and feel what I hope they'd feel when they're in my spaces. Um, that's great. But sorry, you were saying, how do I know I'm in alignment with that? I mean, it really helps if a, a, you know, a, a fellow comes in and tells me directly mm -hmm. at my front desk, oh, you know, I tell people they're in source. <laughs> that doesn't happen every day. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know because I don't think every day I am. I just know mm. that um, I meditate and I try to try to be, you know what, I try to just be true to myself. And I think, I don't know if that comes with age too, is like I can, I can only show up as me. And I say this to my kids all the time. Like if they're like, wow, you're being, uh, I'm like, guys, I can only be me. And I'm, I'm learning too. like, I'm learning to be a boss. I'm yeah. learning to be a leader. I, and I get it wrong. I walked into the cafe today because I closed the cafe yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> okay, ladies, what did I do wrong? And then they were like, I mean, I can only show up as me and try not to hold ego to that. And mm. um, some days it, it totally resonates and some days it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's not that a handbook sense. of like, at some point in your life, you'll have two teenagers and be running a business and um, right? have traversed through all of this sort of territory and life. Like there's not a handbook for that. We just arrive. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I've been doing lately is like, um, I'm really lucky because my kids are teenagers now. So I've got a bit more freedom when I was building Quench. It was very difficult. Um, and so um, because I really, as a single parent, really had to juggle so many things. Um, but now I've just started to walking into work and it's and it takes me about 45 minutes and um it's so lovely to have that time where I just like mm. podcast audio book or sometimes talk to a friend and then so I've got that downtime for me as I walk in and then at the end of the day instead of just going from the social social and bu- busyness of quenched straight to the busyness of parenting um I get I get 45 minutes to myself and mm. that's been just so Key. joyful it's <laughs> yeah. so good I love it kind of bums me out that you know winter will be coming in six months and have to mm. be back to the rain and see what learning comes from now and and then what happens maybe because we've had such a terrible spring in yeah. my opinion that um maybe our winter will be quite nice we can hope Obviously, we want to keep those farmers farming and the mm-hmm. water flowing healthy and the plants growing. And so whatever the planet needs to do, yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. She'll always re- reinforce and take control of what needs to happen. So she will. She will. So Tessa, before we wrap up today, um, why don't you let everybody who's listening know, like, how can they, how can they scope out quench how can they work there what what's going on how can we find you so we are on store street obviously so they can come in and see us um in person or they can jump on the web www.clubquench spelled k-w-e-n-c-h.com and you know for anyone who's sick of working at home which honestly i'm starting to really notice how people have got so comfortable being at home but they're not realizing that sort of frog in boiling water where they're getting lonely, they're getting depressed. And it, you, even coming in one day a week is super beneficial. Come on in and um, and experience this. We do free day trials. Come and try it out. I'll make sure Hopefully that I see link you in here soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know we've we've been crazy busy. We were on a retreat and all sorts of stuff. So we'll have to pop back in and um Yeah. I'll make sure that I link it all in the show notes for everybody who's listening. Say you're, you know, driving in your car and you 
heard that um, and you're like, what was that again? So the links will all be in there of how, how to check out Club Quench. And I just want to say thank you again, Tessa, for today. It was yeah, awesome. Thanks, it's Nicole. very easy to chat with you. And uh, I look forward to staying connected. Yeah, indeed. And thanks for all your great little reels on Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you so much.